Parsha Shemois begins with the ultimate leader of Kal Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu. The Torah tells us Pari's daughter went down to bathe in the Nile River and saw a basket. She opens it, and she sees an infant, and behold, the child is crying. There's an obvious contradiction here. First, the Torah calls him Yelet, which would indicate that he's an infant, and then the Torah calls him a Nar, a child, an adolescent. So who actually was it that was crying? The Balaturim explains that the Nar referred to here was not actually Moshe. He was too young to be called a Nar, but it was his older brother, Aharon, who was crying over the fact that Moshe would be raised in a foreign environment. But I'd like to share with you a beautiful idea for Meir Shapiro. He says, it wasn't Aharon who was crying, but rather it was Moshe himself that was crying. He was a baby, but he cried like a child. A baby only cries for selfish reasons. An adult has the ability to feel another person's pain. Moshe already had the wisdom to cry on behalf of others. Moshe was crying for the thousands of the other babies that were being thrown into the Nile every day and weren't so fortunate to be saved. In his moment of redemption, Moshe was thinking about others, and that's why he was crying. Says Ramea Shapiro, and when Pare's daughter saw that, she exclaimed, This is a child that belongs to Klai Yisrael. Only a Jewish child does that. Feeling the pain of others is the hallmark of a true Jewish leader. Later on in the Parsha, when the Rabbi Nishlam appoints Moshe Rabbeinu to be the leader of Klai Yisrael, Moshe expresses doubt whether the Jews will believe him. And Hashem gives Moshe a sign. Hashem commands Moshe, Hashlichayu Arza, throw down your mata, your staff. And when he does so, it immediately turns into a snake. Yet, when he picked up the snake, holding on only to its tip, it reverts back into a staff. So what's the significance and the underlying message behind this exercise? So one saw a beautiful idea. With this incident, Hashem is teaching Moshe Rabbeinu, the teacher of Klai Yisrael, a fundamental lesson in Chinuch on how to treat every child and student, even the weakest among them. If you cast them down, they will end up as snakes. However, if you grab hold of them, even to a small part of them, one tiny gesture, they can be rebuilt into a mata, into a staff. In fact, they will be so steady, so reliable, where others will eventually be able to lean on them. Casting them aside is certainly the easier approach. But it is that grabbing hold of and drawing them near and displaying that loving and caring feeling and giving them opportunity to grow and flourish. That is our ultimate challenge. And only that method will ultimately prove successful. In our generation, we unfortunately often lose sight of this approach. The so-called elite yeshivas and seminaries only accept the boys and girls that are coined mitzionim, geniuses, who with their gifted minds manage to effortlessly master large amounts of material and fail to recognize the average and the below average students who struggle and exert tremendous effort in attaining even the basic understanding and the sugyas learned in the yeshivas and the schools, thereby not even giving them a chance to steig and grow as they need to maintain their alleged status of being a quote-unquote elite yeshiva. As a result, they forget our basic principle that it's the very struggle to do Hashem's will is what should be our vision of success. So I'd like to share with you a fascinating story. This happened sometime back in the 70s. There were so many Shiva boys that were up to no good. Every night they played phone pranks on people. 
One night, this boy decided to play a prank on none other than the Godladar, Ramosha Feinstein. So at 12.30 at night, he calls the house of Ramosha, and the Rebetzin picks up the phone. And he tells her, I have a Shiloh to ask the Rav. She tells him, Ramosha is sleeping. And he says, wake him up, this is a very important question. She says, hang on, I'm going to wake him up. Ramosha washes his hands, says Birchah and 15 minutes later, Ramosha is on the phone. A few seconds into his question, Ramosha figured out that this is a scam. But Ramosha didn't hang up on him. He was thinking, if I'm already up, I might as well have a discussion with this boy. So he asks him, which yeshiva do you learn in? And the boy hesitated to answer. But Ramosha assured him that he's not going to tell anybody. He said, I'm not even going to ask you for your name. Then he asked him, which mesechta are you learning? And the boy tells him, which daf are you up to? And the boy says, I will have to look it up for you. Ramosha says, I have time, go get a Gemara. Then he asked him, what did you learn today? And Ramosha quickly realizes that the boy doesn't know the Gemara. So he starts to teach him the Gemara. He learns it with him several times until he knows it well. And at that point, it's 1.15 a.m. Ramosha asks him, did you learn the Toysvis yet? He says no. Ramosha learns with him the Toysvis. Then Ramosha asks him a kasha on the Toysvis. And the boy is all into it. And he asks Ramosha, so what's the answer to that question? Ramosha tells the boy, when your Rebbe learns this Toysvis, ask him this question and he will give you the answer. The next day, his Rebbe learns this Toysvis in class. And the boy raises his hand and the Rebbe is shocked. He never participates in class. He calls on him and the boy asks the question that Ramosha asked him the previous night. And the Rebbe is flabbergasted. That's a great question. Who told you this question? He says, Ramosha. Which Ramosha? Ramosha Feinstein. How and when did he tell you this question? Rebbe, it's a long story. And for the next few days, all the Rebbe talked about was this question. And the boy felt so uplifted. Legend has it that this boy was so inspired that he stopped all his antics and started learning again. He went on to become a Maggit Shir in a yeshiva. Reb Moshe understood the concept of lifting up a struggling boy. He could have rebuked him and easily thrown him down and he would have turned him into a snake. But he decided to rather lift him up. He realized that this boy was heading down the wrong path. And by spending a half hour with him, he turned his whole life around. And he became a mata, where he is now teaching others. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.